Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I'm broadcasting from rainy Escazú, Costa Rica, where it's been raining all day. And it is Sunday, October 9th in the year 2022. What a weekend. Um, <laughs> what a weekend. Um, we have... We have a lot going on, so let's just start with the very present moment. So, today is the full moon. It is a full moon at 16 degrees of Aries, halfway through the sign of Aries, and there's lots of special things about this special full moon. First of all, it's an Aries, right? So it's it's about, you know, the fire and the initiation and the courage and going forth with with you know, abandon and I'm going forward and I'm doing what I want to do and I'm stepping into my courage and my power, etc., etc. Except, except the moon is aligned with Chiron. It was conjunct Chiron uh, a few hours before the full moon. And this is a, definitely a part of the full moon. So, so it is a very powerful experience to have a full moon. So the moon is highlighted, right? You know, the moon is highlighted. We see it in the sky. We've been seeing it for a few days. And then it's highlight. It's conjunct Chiron. So Chiron is, and we've talked about this before, but for those of you who don't remember or don't, don't know or, you know, don't understand, um, because it's hard to understand Chiron. Chiron's not a planet. It is a comet. And it's been called many things. It's not a... It might be a dwarf planet. It might be, you know, they used to call it a planetoid. They used to call it an asteroid. Now they're calling it a comet. I'm going to say comet because that's what they're saying right now. But it's, um, as one author says, betwixt and between. So it is a, an interesting dynamic because Chiron, I, Chiron is in mythology, the wounded healer, which I've said many times before here. And you've probably heard, if you're a fan of astrology, you've heard about Chiron being the wounded healer. And so what this causes when it lines up with a full moon is it causes us to look at our wounds. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have to look at our wounds once in a while, and we all have wounds. Nobody can say, I don't have wounds. You have scars. If you have scars, if you fell on your knee when you were three, you have a, you know, and cut your knee, you have a wound, you have, you have a scar. Okay, so that's a very basic explanation. But ultimately, ultimately, we all have wounds, emotional wounds, and the emotional wounds came to party today with Chiron. So they came up, they came through the surface, they came out and it, wherever you have Aries in your astrological chart, whatever house Aries is in, it gets a dose of the moon in Chiron. And so it is a little bit of an ouch. And the, the only way through this is through the wound. It's not like Pluto where we say, well, there's empowerment and there's disempowerment and you've got to look at your empowerment and step into it and like say so long disempowerment okay i know you're there but i have to step into my power it's not that shift of mindset that we that we embrace when we are dealing with pluto which we're also dealing with right now so we'll get to him um but this is this is having to look at something that's an ouch and it's not always pleasant you know it's it can be very healing and very relieving once you address the wound with Chiron and you 
handle it and you go, okay. So, but it probably brought a new layer of wound to the surface. And I know I've been feeling this for a couple days. So, you know, and so this is, this is complicated. There's been a lot of complication. Which one is it? Which aspect is it? Is it the full moon with Chiron? Is it the Pluto stationing direct? Or is it the hangover of Saturn Uranus squaring? It's one big stew. That's what it really is. <laughs> so I really felt that Saturn Uranus square, which was not an exact square as it was three times in 2021, but it was on Monday, Tuesday, and it was hanging in the air Wednesday, and it still felt heavy. I felt it on my chest, like heavy on my chest. And so that was part of it. But that was earlier in the week. And then it started to lift up a little bit because they are separating Saturn and Uranus. And if you looked at my Instagram, you saw me talking about Saturn and Uranus, which were uh, definitely hanging around each other. You know, Saturn being the one that is a little more resistant and Saturn being the familiar past and the Uranus being the unknown future. And so embracing both of them and taking the lessons we've learned from the past and applying them a little bit, but also really being able to step into and embracing the unknown. And that was Uranus. And so the predictable future, the predictable present, anything that's predictable was the Saturn part. I know if I do this, I get this. Uranus is the part that says, I don't really know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to take a leap of faith and just go with it. And that's always, you know, with Uranus, that's always the thing to do. So what you got to have a little bit of, but you got to find the, the fine line between the two of those places. And it's not easy. And it really requires a high level of awareness to what you're going through and sort of separating what you don't want. Like you don't want Saturn on all the fear coming up in your face. And that also goes hand in hand with Chiron in the moon because Chiron in the moon is very sensitive. It's like an open wound. And so you don't feel like playing in the realm of the leaping into the unknown. <laughs> so it's really about allowing yourself the space to feel your emotions and be connected to them and allow them to surface. I had to really sit with my emotions today and give myself space and, and allow those things to surface. And it was very interesting. Um, and things came up from the past that I didn't realize were still wounds, but they are, but I should have realized they were still wounds. So I, I guess I didn't address them as wounds. I addressed them as, you know, maybe things I had to work through, but maybe not so much, you know, there's things you have to work through. There's patterns, there's patterns and there's the feeling of like, oh, there's this again, but then there's where you've actually been wounded. You know, there's things, learned behaviors versus wounds. Okay. So there's difference. So a lot of times the learned behavior, that's more the Saturn Uranus and the Pluto going direct, you know, it's like, it's bringing up the the old pattern's like, oh, okay, I, I know where I have to not respond to that old pattern. I know what it is. I'm taking the high road. I'm taking the leap of faith, etc. Chiron says, ooh, 
this isn't about that. This is about the the place that it hurts and it's still stinging and I haven't healed this yet. And, and, you know, my teacher used to say Chiron was like the wound that never heals, but it's just, it's where we go back and look our wounds and it's the place where we kind of don't get over it. And we keep, he used to call it picking the scab and you know, where you keep going back and you're messing with it and stuff, you know? Um, and so that's, that's more what Chiron does as opposed to the other things that ask us to evolve and grow and change and shift and clear our mindset. Chiron makes us sit with our emotions and connect with them. See, you know, Chiron is something where if you don't deal with it, it still haunts you and you're still wounded and you still need to go sit with a pillow and a blanket and a cup of tea and just nurture yourself, you know? Um, whereas Pluto, it's like, okay, it's time to transform. And that's basically what Pluto was saying too. Pluto went direct yesterday and I talked about this last week and Pluto is going now full speed ahead to Aquarius, but full speed ahead might be an exaggeration because Pluto's still wobbling and going forward, but it brings out everything that was in the underworld that we dealt with since April when it went retrograde. So all the shifting, changing, moving, stewing, stirring the pot that we did since April, now we're moving that energy up and out and out of the underworld and into the surface and we're looking at it. Now that goes hand in hand with a full moon with Chiron because there's stew and mush and underworld junk and the wounds come up and out and we remember them and we notice them and we say, oh yeah, wow. So where is it appropriate to go with these wounds? I mean, where are they? Are they, you know, they could be past life wounds. They could be this life wounds. They could be yesterday's wounds. They could be 10 years ago's wounds, 30 years ago's wounds. Um, they could be an ancestral wound and... Um, these are things that we have to question and ask ourselves. These are the things that only we can answer for ourselves. So it's heavy. The energy is heavy and my heart feels a little heavy and, you know, I'm notorious for taking on the energies of the collective as well. So I watched myself start off yesterday in a very bright place and then shift into Oh yeah, here comes Pluto. <laughs> and it was in a heavier place, you know, and I watched it shift from the early part of the day to the afternoon. And it was like the sun went in <laughs> and it kind of did here. Did we have sun yesterday? morning? It was nice yesterday morning. And, um, but it was a little, the clouds were already rolling in yesterday morning. And so there was a certain amount of heaviness that appeared yesterday with Pluto going direct and then today with this Chiron thing. So yeah, lots to process, lots to process. We have to process. We have to do it. We can't just step back and say, oh yeah, I'll be fine tomorrow. You know, I, it just, and ignore it. Ignoring it doesn't do us any good. You know, we have to acknowledge, at least acknowledge it, write about it, sit down with it. Have a cup of tea with it. Invite it to tea. <laughs> Invite the wound to tea. And then it doesn't really have power over you anymore once you have it in your gaze and you've sat with it and you understand it. 
It doesn't, if we, the more we ignore something big and emotional, the more it has control over us because we're ignoring it. If you just want to ignore it, you know, <laughs> it, you can, but it's going to come, it's going to come out and visit. It's going to come as Liz Green, the astrologer would say, it will burrow its way under the ground and come out and greet you on the front lawn if you've buried it in the backyard. So you bury it in the backyard and it just burrows its way under and it comes out and you open up the front door and it greets you on the front lawn. It's going to come back. So it's better to address it, know it, own it, see it, feel it, and let it go and acknowledge it and embrace it and allow yourself the time, the space, the tears, the nap, the writing, whatever it, whatever it takes and just get through it. Now that's just this weekend, <laughs> right? It's just this weekend. Okay. So now, <laughs> so now, um, so that's, you know, the sun and the moon in opposition and the moon sitting with Chiron, but then Venus and the, you know, Venus is in Libra too, and she's opposing Chiron tomorrow at 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. So there's going to be maybe some more of this, but also Venus's beauty and love and things we cherish and we, we desire. And, you know, Venus can maybe heal this. Venus can work with this energy and heal it. And so can the sun. So the sun has been, you know, working with this energy, the sun has been opposite Chiron since Friday. And so, you know, it's really the moon, that moon, once it goes full, it starts to get triggered and it, once it hits a planet. Now, if you've got 16 Aries or close to that in your chart somewhere, then you have to uh, acknowledge where there's a planet that might be receiving that. And then this full moon is special because it's opening the gates to the eclipse season. So what an opening, huh? We've got the Chiron full moon opening the gates to the eclipse. So the first eclipse, as I mentioned last week, is going to be at about two degrees Scorpio. And that is going to be later, that's going to be at 25th of October, later in the month, and two degrees Scorpio, exactly two degrees Scorpio. So this is showing us what we might want to start looking at, or what might start to bring up things that are emotional for the eclipse. And eclipses always bring emotional things to the table. So, and this Chiron full moon brought things to the table. So we have a lot to process. And I advise everyone to sit with it and process, but not forever. Don't sit here three weeks from now saying, I'm still processing that Chiron full moon and now it's an eclipse. And no, <laughs> no, just keep, try to keep moving, but definitely don't ignore it. And then tomorrow, Mercury enters Libra at 7.51 p.m. And... 7.51 p.m. Eastern time. Mercury goes back into Libra. Remember, Mercury was in Libra, and then it went retrograde, and it came back out, went into Virgo. Now it's going back to Libra. So we're still in the shadow of Mercury, and we're still in the place where Mercury uh, is retreading parts of the zodiac that it visited when it was retrograde. And 
it's coming back over this place for the third time because it went when it was direct and then it was retrograde and this is going to be the last time it goes over zero degrees Libra. So Mercury goes back into Libra and will uh, start to maybe balance our thoughts and our feelings. Maybe we add a little balance and some serenity to the picture along with, you know, all the other Libra energy that we've got. We've got the sun and Venus in Libra. So there you go. And the other thing, I had a hard time, even though Mercury was stationing though, but I had a hard time making up my mind. Like the decision-making process was arduous when Mercury was in Libra about to go retrograde. It was like, what? why is this so hard? Why do I keep being like faulted with these decisions? And why do they keep sitting on me so hard? And it was just too much. I'm, I'm just really glad we're moving out of the shadow because I've had it. <laughs> that Mercury retrograde was one of the worst I've felt in a really long time. And then on Tuesday, our friend Mars that we've been talking about a whole lot, Mars is squaring Neptune. And Mars is fun. Now, it's been, you know, getting revved up to square Neptune for about a week. Mars is really slow, everybody. Mars is really slow. And Mars is not going to go faster this month because Mars is really slowing down for that retrograde and it's not getting any faster. It's at 22 degrees. It'll be at 23 degrees by Tuesday when it's going to square Neptune. And it's interesting because it's really squaring Neptune. Like I said, it's been gearing up for the exactitude, which is Tuesday, but it's already there. Now, if you came to my Mars webinar, you learned that there's going to be a whole lot of Mars-Neptune going on in the uh, coming weeks. It's not going to move far away from Neptune, and it's going to get entangled with Neptune several times. So this is going to be the first passage and then it's going to just stay slow, 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 slow. It's only going to go to 25, which is two degrees away from where Neptune is. And it's going to continue to square Neptune for a long time. So there's a wide, you know, a wider allowance there because it's going to come back again and square Neptune again. And then do it again, but in like in March, February, March, it'll square Neptune, but that's when it's finished squaring Neptune. But this long time, this is a lot, okay? This is a lot. And I talked about this on my Mars webinar almost two weeks ago. And if you haven't seen it, if you'd like to get it, you can buy it on my website. And it's trying to drive forward when the car is stuck in reverse. So that's what it feels like. And Mars and Neptune are the planets that are strangers when it comes to astrology. They are very different energies. Mars wants to go forward with gusto. And Neptune's like, I think I'll turn around and go back to bed. And the two of them, when they get in, into a square, and Mercury is still not really moved, you know, right now. It's going to go into Libra tomorrow, thankfully. But it's, good. it's really starting to pick up speed. But it's been this triangle, this, this T-square of Mercury, Neptune, Mars, okay? And Mars, Mars, Mars wants forward movement, even though it's getting slow and needs to retrograde. Um, Neptune is going to cloud all of that. And I went into great detail on my webinar about this. And, you know, they are a strange twosome because 
Mars wants action and Neptune does everything behind the scenes. And when they square, there's a little trickery in the air. So we have to be really careful about what is going on in our, the backgrounds of our lives. Where might there be things that are not clear and we have to not get fooled. So where do, and we also have to look at our energy. Where do we have to do that? Where, where is this happening in your chart? I went over that in the webinar as well. Where is this happening in your chart? Do you know? And if you feel like you are blinded and you can't see straight, then you have to sit down with yourself and get really clear get really clear in your vision. Now, it's a great time to make a vision, to create a vision, but the whole experience of Mars and Neptune is not a, a fun one because Mars wants to be very clear and explore the details, especially in Gemini. And Neptune is just clouding all of that over and they're challenging one another. So this isn't, this isn't something where you feel like you've, you've got a handle on everything, there's some unknown frequency happening. Like the frequencies are just not clear. Like you're, you're tuning your radio and it isn't clear. And it's really hard to make sense of things in some ways right now because in some ways we want to be really confident and then we hold back or we don't feel we are getting... We're getting through to people. We're not getting clear. We we aren't able to assert ourselves the way we'd like to, or we're asserting ourselves in a normal way, and people are taking offense to it because it's coming out with a dose of Neptune, meaning it's coming out stronger. It's like not with our conscious authority. So it's it's a complicated Mars arrangement. Mars and Neptune are complicated. It makes for great sports. Um, you know, someone who's, a, a, you know, it's playing soccer like a ballet dancer, you know, it's that kind of energy. But if you are doing sports, be very careful because a Mars Neptune is like, I injured myself and I didn't realize I injured myself. You know what? I think I injured myself playing tennis the other day, that, that kind of a thing. You know, wow, I didn't even Now Maybe this is more of an injury than I realized. And then you go to the doctor and you find out it is. So this is something where you have to pay attention very clearly to what's happening around you and where where the the boundaries are and where the blur is and where the the mystery is because there's a mystery with Neptune always always a veil Neptune's always got a veil and there's always something that's not entirely clear and Mars likes clarity Mars likes to be like knows the road it's on and wants to keep going this is a very interesting dynamic that we're going to be seeing play out. And, you know, when Mars goes retrograde, uh, you know, retrogrades bring the truth out. So it's a possibility that Mars will square Neptune and we get to see other truths come forward in ways we didn't necessarily expect or imagine. Neptune's imagination. But Mars, <laughs> this, is, this is, could be a bit of a surprise, and that could be during the retrograde stay of Mars when it's squaring Neptune. It'll eventually move away from squaring Neptune, but I'm telling you, we're going to get this in October. We're going to get this in part of November, and then it's going to start to move away from Neptune, but it's going to take a little while, and we are really dealing with some 
interesting, tricky aspects. And watch out for anyone that you know in your life is a little tricky. And don't be fooled. You know, Neptune, Neptune can really be, you know, where we get fooled. And somebody may want something from you. And, and uh, it's the two faces of Gemini, right? They want something from you, but at the same time, they don't want to deal with you or they want to get something, but then they have to manipulate you possibly to get what they want. There's, there's a lot of that in the air. And, you know, the two faces of Gemini one day, and sorry to the Geminis out there, I have a Gemini moon, I understand, but there are sometimes there are Geminis or Gemini energies, and I'm sure I've been this way myself, where I say yes, and then, but I really want to say no. And I say yes, and then I say no tomorrow. I say yes today, I say no tomorrow. That's Gemini. And then there's also, wow, this person is really being friendly to me. And then then they don't even know who you are. Or they, they're like, we're not that close friends. Like three days later. Like you're, you're buddies today. And then three days later, you're not friends really at all. Or you don't know where the friendship is. And that could go on a lot with this Gemini and this Neptune. And the, we have a lot of tricky energy. So please pay attention. Please pay attention. And don't allow yourself to be misled. Okay. So this is, this is a very interesting dynamic. In a few days, uh, later in the week, the moon is going to go into Gemini. So let's talk about where the moon is now. It's still in Aries, obviously, because we had a full moon today. And then it goes uh, void tomorrow, 10.02 a.m. Eastern time, squaring Pluto. And then it's void, void, void until 5.04 p.m. Eastern time. So most of the day, it's void. And it is going into Taurus at 5.04 p.m. and then stays there until it goes void Wednesday the 12th at 5.42 p.m. Eastern Time, trining Pluto. And then it goes into Gemini 1.08 a.m. on Thursday. This is all in Eastern Time. So it's um, going to go into Gemini late, you, you know, the end of the day Wednesday. The rest of the day is void. And then we get to... Uh, the Gemini moon. The Gemini moon, the Gemini moon is going to happen Thursday and Friday and part of Saturday, but Friday's when the moon makes its conjunction to Mars. Well, at least in my region of the world, it's Friday. It's going to really be midnight-ish Saturday morning in New York in the eastern seaboard in the eastern time zone, but uh, it's, you know, if you're Pacific, it's going to be 9, 11 p.m. on Friday night that it's going to go void, conjunct Mars. So the moon is going to go void, conjunct Mars. It's going to conjunct Mars, and then it's going to go void. But it's also going to square Neptune not long before that. So interesting, like maybe an hour and a half or so before that, it's going to square Neptune. So the moon is going to trigger this whole Mars-Neptune arrangement on Friday. So whatever's going on with this might get an extra layer of fun and games when the moon comes in and conjuncts this. So we're dealing with lots of swirling energies, lots of swirling energies. So we have to be very careful, okay, and be particularly attentive on Friday. Moon goes void, uh, then it goes into Cancer 12, 11 p.m., which is interesting. 12 hours after the moon goes void, it goes into the sign of cancer. So it's a 12-hour void, exactly a 12-hour void. 
and that will be 12 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday and then it goes um, stays in cancer and that's what it does it, it goes to the sign of cancer but in the meantime, Mercury is going to make that opposition to Jupiter that it was making. Remember it was making an opposition? It made an opposition to Jupiter, then it went further into Libra, then it went retrograde, then it made the opposition to Jupiter again, and now it's making it again on Wednesday. So what information can you glean from this? It's about bigness, remember? Remember we were being told to expand our thoughts and expand our ideas and expand everything? I remember that very clearly when Mercury was you know, hitting Jupiter before. We were being asked to expand our awareness, expand our thoughts, expand our ideas. And, you know, when Mercury is opposite Jupiter, there's an opposition, obviously. So one end of it is saying expand. And the other one says, I think I'm okay where I am. Thank you very much. But it's okay. You really do want to expand your thoughts under this. And it's showing where your ideas and thoughts have not been expansive and where your ideas and thoughts have not been open to something bigger. So, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a, quite a few days. It was interesting. I was doing my, I did a Joe Dispenza meditation today. My cat was very cuddly today. She or she's just walked back in the room again. She was very cuddly this morning. She didn't want to get out of bed because it was chilly and rainy here today. So then I was doing my Joe Dispenza meditation and she got next to me. She wanted to be part of it. And she got all cuddly and was making the biscuits on my knees and and then she sat next to me as I was doing it. And then there's a part of this particular synchronicity one where you have to go lay down at the end where you're going to lay down and process and recalibrate and all. And I had to get up and lay down from where I was. So I went and laid down on the couch across the room and she didn't want me to leave. And so she came over and laid down next to me on top of my arm <laughs> and sat there while I finished the meditation and and then, you know, you can't break your state. You're supposed to lay down and stay in that state. But she followed me over there. She didn't want to be alone where I was sitting before. She came over to sit with me. Yes, she knows she's being talked about. And and then she sat there for so long on my arm that I couldn't move. And the next Joe Dispenza meditation came on on my, in my uh, program. And I'm like... Uh, okay, we're going to meditate again, are we? <laughs> but I had I had to get up. <laughs> I had to get up. She did that again later too. She just got all cuddly, but it was very sweet, very sweet on a on a moon Chiron day. It was really nice to be comforted by someone who's got unconditional love for a human. It was very lovely. So, okay, that's about the week. So, we've got this full moon today we're processing. We've got, you know, the experience of the eclipse energy starting to come around. We've got Mercury going into Libra tomorrow. We've got Venus opposing Chiron tomorrow. So we've got, we've got a lot going on. And then the Mars Neptune, which is very important, very, very important. And then the moon touching that Mars Neptune at the end of the week. So uh, other than that, Venus is busy. She's talking to Uranus on Thursday and then talking to Saturn and she's talking to, to them in like, again, in the way that we want to expand and then we want to pay attention to where we need to leap forward and take maybe uncomfortable action and, and then also sort of satisfy the part of us that needs something predictable. So we've got to still straddle those lines. Those two planets, Saturn and Uranus, are still 
close together. They're not going to completely stay together. They're not going to be exact again, but they were close enough and they're still close enough. And when other planets come in and touch them, like the moon will when it goes into Taurus and conjuncts Uranus on Wednesday, and then Venus gets a little bit involved on Thursday, yeah, this is something, you know, we've got a lot of energy that we're juggling right now. So on that note, if you need a session, you can contact me, Deb McBride, at thegoldenastrologer.com and you could you can um well that's not the that's not the email the email is deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com my website is thegoldenastrologer.com and you can book a session if you click book online if you need some support during this crazy astrological time and I am on Instagram almost every day, pretty much every day. If uh, you'd like to watch the videos, follow me on Instagram. I talk about many different things. I put my offers on the stories. I talk about the energies and how we're feeling, what it's like. If you'd like to follow me there, the Golden Astrologer. And I would like to invite you to listen to this podcast on Sundays. And I give also have Reiki that I do fifth dimension Reiki, which is really, really helpful. And I was talking about it the other day on my stories. It was just, it's been so amazingly supportive for me when I use it all the time to the people I've taught the Reiki to and to the people who've come for sessions. It has just been a gift, gift, gift. And it's such a beautiful energy and it really helps cleanse and sort things out and shift energies in a, in a really beautiful way. So I'm very happy with it. And if you're interested, you can book a session for that or study with me. Um, and you can book that also on my website. Thank you for listening. Much gratitude to each and every one of you. Much gratitude every day for this amazing journey we're on. And I thank you all for listening. And I will talk with you soon. Have a beautiful week.